When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to The Art of Charm. I'm your host, Jordan Harbinger. I'm here with producer Jason DeFilippo. Here at AOC, we may not have all the answers, but we certainly have some of the questions. And today on Fan Mail Friday... Those questions come from you. If you're new to the Art of Charm podcast, Fan Mail Friday is not the, it's a suboptimal place to start in my humble opinion. Most of our content is more in-depth, longer format. We do a lot of interviews with great people. So check out the best of at theartofcharm.com slash best or the fundamentals toolbox at theartofcharm.com slash toolbox. That's where we've got the fundamentals of reading body language and charismatic nonverbal communication, the science of attraction, negotiation techniques, networking and influence strategies persuasion tactics, and everything else that we teach here at The Art of Charm. All right, let's cut to it. A longtime fan writes in and says, your bio says law enforcement. What's that all about? That's right. He's been a longtime fan. It never did come up. And yes, my bio on the artofcharm.com website does mention that I was helping with law enforcement before I was old enough to drive. I think that's what he's referring to. And basically, when I was really young, I worked worked at a movie theater. And the security guard at that movie theater who was sort of pinch hitting for another security person happened to be the owner of the security company one day. And we started talking about computers and things like that. And this is the early slash mid nineties. So not many people were on the internet. It was kind of an unknown thing. And one day he was there again. And I started telling him about how I was on America online talking with people and cloning cell phones and doing all this cool wiretapping stuff. And, uh, I did essentially ended up, long story short, working with the FBI, trapping pedophile predators before the, but well before, what is his name, Chris Hansen was catching people (laughs) on TV and later on worked with them on cell phone cloning stuff, which is a, basically you could copy people's cell phone numbers and use them to make calls or intercept phone calls, working with them on wiretapping stuff. And then later on, I worked on a LinkedIn hack that I presented at DEF CON, which is a big hacker conference, as well as Black Hat and I keynoted DerbyCon. Jason, you went with me on that one. That was fun. And I'd still do occasional work with special forces and intelligence agencies here and there. But uh, definitely, you know, law enforcement and government stuff has been kind of a tangential thing that I've been working on along with corporate stuff and sort of the background here at AOC. And by the way, if you all want to ask me something, don't use Facebook, don't use LinkedIn, not for security reasons, but you can email us directly Friday at the Art of Charm dot com. Otherwise, it might be a few months before I see it. I want to note that because this question was 
this was buried in a LinkedIn inbox that I hadn't checked since like June of 2016 <laughs> or something like that. So it may be months anyway, but if it's urgent, email me, say it's urgent. And uh, if there's a way to get a hold of me by phone for a consulting rate, of course, if you have a really urgent stuff, uh, mostly small business guys and stuff like that will we'll call me and we'll do what we call a clarity call uh, where I'll do some consulting on sort of a one-off basis. Next up. This next question is in regards to Troubled in Tennessee from Fan Mail Friday, number 94. All right. Jordan, wow, Troubled's question brought back a lot of memories of the end of my marriage over two years ago. Without going into too many details, my ex-wife was emotionally involved with another man. At the point that I found out, it was too late. She had already given this man her heart, and she was in love and slash lust with him. She wasn't thinking clearly, clearly, and had these grand ideas of staying married with a boyfriend on the side. Oh, my As gosh. I just, <laughs> yeah. As I discovered all of this and confronted her, it turned into a blowout, and she walked out on me and my daughter. Oh, wow. On the kid? Rough. I never want to see a family torn apart, but I don't have much faith in Troubled's wife letting go and falling back in love with him. Therapy is definitely a must, and if she realizes the errors of her ways and decides to cut that relationship off, then you should forgive her and start over again with you trying to fall back in love with her and she with you. If she doesn't agree to therapy, then you need to start planning your exit strategy so you and the kids have a soft landing. I don't wish this on anyone, but I will tell you that if it got worse, it can get better. And if you end up divorced, it's not the end of the world. It just feels like it. It's been over two years since my ex walked out, and I'm in a better place physically, emotionally, financially, and spiritually than I was at the peak of my marriage. Hang in there, troubled. Wow. Well, thank you for this note here. Uh, This is really one of the coolest things about having the whole AOC family chime in on Fan Mail Fridays because you find people with personal experience in some of the craziest situations. I really appreciate the letter here. Uh, This is from Buck, by the way. (laughs) And so, wow, I mean, walking out on your own kids, that's what shows me in situations like this, that it's not like, oh, I could have done this, I could have done that. When someone walks out on their own kids, they got they got ish going on in the background that you yeah, just you time. can't fix, right? I mean, it's not, oh, we didn't maintain a relationship and I did these things wrong. No, it's like if they're leaving their own kids, they got major issues that need to be addressed. And sometimes it's better to just start with a clean slate. Easy for me to say, of course, but thank you for that, Buck. Jordan, why don't you cover business and fitness topics too? Yeah, this was a sort of a running theme. I sort of amalgamated all these questions because I get this a lot. Why don't you just cover business stuff? How come you don't cover this health topic? And we get pitched, as you know, Jason, we get pitched these topics all the time. A couple times a week at least. Yeah, yeah. And and the reason we don't do that is because if we try to please everyone, because a lot of people are thinking right now, well, if you hear about it all the time, maybe you should expand in that area. If you try to please everyone, you please no one. And in order to do shows like that, I would have to make the Art of Charm a commodity among podcasts. I don't mean a hot commodity. I mean commoditize it as in fungible goods for you economics people out there. In other words, corn is corn. Oil is oil, (laughs) right? Water is water. And so I don't want to do that with Art of Charm because there are a ton of shows out there. I mean, there's what, 350, 400,000 shows in iTunes, something like that. Most of them do kind of whatever the hell they feel like it. They do it in a mediocre way. There are tons of shows that are kind of business and kind of fitness and kind of this, kind of that. The, there's 
one or two shows that are getting away with that, one of which is, of course, like Tim Ferriss, because his brand is based on those things and he's cutting edge in investing and he's cutting edge in fitness. But if I'm just covering generalities of these things, we can't focus on what our competitive advantage is, which is giving great advice, dissecting psychology and science and making it applicable for the listening audience. Those are the things that are that make AOC a valuable property, that make it worth listening to, in my opinion. And so I do not want to dilute that with here's 10 ways to increase your email responder or here's how you can invest and create you know financial success on autopilot i don't want to cover that it's not my area of expertise and last but not least since it's not my area of expertise it makes it much harder for jason and i to call bs when somebody floats out a theory if someone says well you know if you wish it you want it you can do it i can go well wait a minute let's back <laughs> up the truck and i can dissect it and and discredit that as needed but if someone says look you know if you work out this way you're going to have these results i can't really say well that doesn't jibe with science because i'd have to master essentially an entirely different subject area same thing with business i may know a lot about business running one myself but i don't know about every other business and i'm certainly not interested enough in most of the aspects of marketing and things like that to be able to service the internet-based entrepreneur here. So I'm focused on the layman wanting to learn how to improve, the high performer wanting to learn how to improve based on the latest uh, expert advice and scientific technique and mental mindsets, things like that, that are really going to take people to the next level, not just this sort of menagerie of crap that you can find online elsewhere. And I would also like to point out that we, a lot of times when we pick our guests, it's based on feedback from the audience. And when we do every now and again run business or fitness topics, we don't get the feedback that we do for our normal set of guests. So a lot of that comes from the audience yourself. So a lot of that, you know, with the business and fitness, we don't get much feedback on that or we get a lot of negative feedback. The the topics right. that we do pick and the guests that we do pick, we get great feedback on. And that's how we kind of run the show, along with Jordan's area of expertise. Right. And it's easy to look at sort of the data online and go, well, look, you know, some of these bigger shows, they talk about X, Y and Z. And you can see the people are talking about that on Reddit, blah, blah, blah. But there's this massive silent majority of AOC family that are just guys and gals working the nine to five, loving the show and applying the stuff in their daily life in Illinois, right? There's, there's, it's really easy to listen to this sort of vocal minority of Reddit people or vocal minority of like digital nomadic entrepreneurs that are yelling and marketing online and people build successful businesses in those niches, but they never have wider appeal. They're always relegated to that sort of sub audience. So it used to make me nervous because we used to see these shows blow up and be like, oh my gosh, this person who teaches webinars has got all this activity and da, da, da. And then a few months or a few years later, we just see them being replaced by the next guy doing the exact same thing and they're, bus they're trying to rebrand and they're trying to change their business into something else. And we don't have to do that because our fans are actual fans of AOC, not just people who decide to try online marketing or trying to get in shape, things like that. So I, I, think, we're, I think we're in a strong position here. Uh, and uh, we've been doing it for 10 years and it's worked really well so far. And also, uh, I don't think either of us have an MBA or a six pack. So there you go. True story. Lennon and McCartney, Jagger and Richards, Watson and Crick, AJ and Johnny. What about the perfect duo when it comes to growing your business? Well, that's you and Shopify. That's right, Johnny. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, 
all the way to the, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling your own fire merch or promoting your productivity programs, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort, thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love about Shopify is no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, as well as millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. And AJ, you don't have to just sell your stuff anymore. With Shopify Collective, you can curate products to sell from the brands that you love, giving your customers more variety and your business more sales. Shopify is your no-excuses business partner. Sell without needing to code or design. Just bring your best ideas and Shopify will help you open up shop. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash charm. Go to shopify.com slash charm now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash charm. Over the last 17 years, we have launched our fair share of online courses, coaching programs, and finding the right platform has always been a challenge. They say if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. But if you're an entrepreneur, you know the hard work that comes with it. That's why you need Kajabi. Kajabi makes it easy to run your entire online business from one platform so you can focus on what you love, creating. Kajabi is the ultimate all-in-one platform that helps creators and entrepreneurs build successful online businesses by unlocking predictable recurring revenue. No matter your niche, Kajabi makes it easy to turn your skills, passions, and experiences into enriching online courses, exclusive membership sites, subscription podcasts, thriving communities, personalized coaching, and more. The best part? Kajabi doesn't cut into your revenue because everything is owned and controlled by you. So keep 100% of what you earn. And with Kajabi, you also get robust analytics, easy payment options, email marketing tools, and customizable website templates all built in. You don't even need a huge audience to make sustainable income. There are thousands of creators on Kajabi making six and seven figures with less than 50,000 followers. Right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business if you go to kajabi.com slash charm. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash charm. Go to kajabi.com slash charm and join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $7 billion. I got a letter recently as well about, this is essentially from an entrepreneur or a close friend of mine who had uh, another friend's family member pass away and he was asking for tips on how to offer support. And I, th I think there's a lot of really great, interesting feedback from this. Uh, one of the bits of feedback that most people don't think of, because of course everyone wants to send condolences and send flowers and things like that, but uh, I always want to be there for other people in the way that they need me to be there, not just the way that makes me feel good, right? And there's this kind of, I, I hate to overuse this word, there's this kind of self-serving, not quite narcissistic, 
way that people tend to offer support, which is right when it happens, they send a text or they send an email or they knock on the door and they're like, I just want you to know I'm there for you, blah, blah, blah. And it's great. And they mean well at the time. But really, it's more for them than it is about the person who's grieving. And so this really interesting tip from from a friend of mine, increase your offers to help a friend who's mourning about six weeks after the death of their loved one. And this is the point at which the initial wave of support has died off and people are particularly vulnerable. That's an interesting point as well, because since all the flowers have been discarded and all the fruitcakes have been eaten and all that stuff, the funeral's over, everybody else kind of moves on, but the grieving one is sort of in this weird limbo where they're not nearly recovered, and yet they're not really also getting all that attention. And some of the people that are still thinking about them are kind of like, yeah, I don't know if we should message Chris. You know, his father passed away recently. Probably shouldn't. So there's almost this distance being kept at the time where they need it the most and they're feeling the worst because it's all kind of set in, and they're going through the day-to-day without their father, brother, sister, significant other, child, whatever. And again, we're not talking about a hard six weeks here. This is, it might be a few days, it might be longer, but generally not. To be clear, offering to help initially is great and important as well, but the consistent support throughout the whole ordeal, that's what's really, really priceless. All right, moving right along. Deng is worried that he's too short and he's taken on a small personality. This is a funny note because it was so concise and short itself. The letter was just like, hi. No I, pun intended. Yeah. It's like, hi, I'm I'm only, I mean, we're cutting it way down here, but I mean, I think Dang is like 5'2", and he's worried that he's taking on a small personality. And what I read that to mean is he's not really making himself heard, taking up space. And you're certainly right on this one, Dang, in terms of taking on certain personality characteristics and then having no one think about it aside from you later on. And this is an important concept to notice because it means you can use other signals or attributes to shape people's perceptions of you other than your height. So, for example, I had a friend in law school who was he, he was jacked, but and he was a good looking dude, but he was probably five, three, five, four. And he was never viewed as short. And him and I used to have conversations about this, how, you know, a lot of women didn't even notice I was short because, of course, he was very cognizant of his height. However, the fact that he was really smart and spoke with a loud volume, but not an overcompensating one, just loud enough to be heard and made sure that other people were paying attention to what he said and all that stuff. He managed it in a very adept way uh, that he was socially dominant. And I don't mean over others, but he was able to have a personality the size of everyone else in the room. And he had great leadership skills. So that social dominance, that leadership was weighed more importantly in law school. And I would argue is weighed more importantly in civilization in general. Most of us are busy obsessing about ourselves and the things we cannot do and not change about ourselves. But in modern day civilization here, it's not just about the size of the gorilla. We're looking at even in even in chimp populations, we see that the people or the chimps anyway, who are able to make alliances better are the ones that tend to be in charge and are the most alpha. We're not just talking about the chest beating gorilla that can smack the other ones around. So you might not completely overcome this hang up you've got on your height, but you can worry about it all you want, even though you can't change it. However, it's always better to focus on the things that you can change. And I know that sounds a little bit trite, but most people are ignoring this. And that's what gives you the power in these types of scenarios. So stop worrying about, oh gosh, you know, what if they think I'm the, work on the other elements of your personality, work on the other elements of your social skill set, and at some point, you'll be able to work around this perceived shortcoming in your life to the point where it ceases to be a consideration. 
A couple of random notes. I got a language map sent to me by a fan named Roy. Looks like a huge portion of the United States speaks German as a second language. And that was surprising to me because it's not that they're learning it in schools. I mean, I would have thought maybe in World War One or something, people spoke German because their parents spoke German or something like that, maybe World War II. But do you live in a place with tons of German speakers? I'm curious, because it was most of the Midwest had that as a second language. And I grew up in Michigan, and I don't think I knew anybody that spoke German who wasn't German. It's just so random. And another note is I I got a letter from a fan about uh, the month of Ramadan and some unassociated stuff along those lines. But I got to ask, you know, if you're a conservative Muslim and you have family parties, how does it work with the covering and the and the women and stuff like that? I mean, if your brother's wife is there, can you see her without the face cover? I mean, because I'm talking about real conservative, because I just don't get, I mean, are there separate rooms for the men and the women to have the same party? I, I don't get how that works. I'm very, very curious. If you live in a family like that, I'd, I'd love to hear about that. Uh, less curious in what people assume happens, much more curious as to the people actually living that life. So definitely write to me and, and let me know. I, I'm dying to know. Friday at theartofcharm.com. If you enjoyed that as well, you can, of course, send your question in. Again, Friday at theartofcharm.com to get your questions answered on the air. A link to the show notes for this episode can be found at theartofcharm.com slash FMF97. Also, don't forget about the AOC challenge. You can text the word charmed, C-H-A-R-M-E-D, to 33444 in the U.S. or anywhere else. Just go to theartofcharm.com. We'll take you step-by-step on networking and making better personal and professional connections, increasing your social capital, your Increasing your social capital, your charisma, and it's for both guys and gals, so check that out. Text the word CHARMED, C-H-A-R-M-E-D, to 33444 in the USA. Anywhere else, just go to theartofcharm.com. Of course, once again, I'm speaking a lot these days. I went uh, and trained with the Ranger Battalion recently. I'm going to other a couple other corporations that I'm, I'm actually not allowed to name for whatever reason. But if you're interested in having me come and speak to your organization, especially your company, your school, just reach out to me here, Jordan, at the Art of Charm. Charm.com. Quick shout out to PJ, who says a steady stream of this advice and the books over the past several years have helped him shake depression and get his life moving forward. This is awesome, PJ. Thank you so, so much, brother, for sharing that. It has been my honor to serve you over the past decade here. And another shout out to Jamil Kasuri in Bishkek, Kyrgyzstan. Uh, he had a funny comment about how uh, Kyrgyzstan is so far away, so remote that they couldn't buy a vo- any vowels from Pat Sajak because you spell Kyrgyzstan K Y. R-G-Y-Z-S-T-A-N, if memory serves. Yeah, that's right. Just hit rewind and hear that a few more times. Or Google Kyrgyzstan, if you can even get close enough to the spelling of it to have Google correct you. Are you in a strange land listening to my familiar voice? If so, hit me up. I'd love to shout you out. More from AOC at theartofcharm.com, including info on our live residential boot camps that we run every week, pretty much, here in L.A. If you really want to dig into this stuff and work on your AOC skills with us as your coaches, that's bootcamp.theartofcharm.com. Now stay charming, get out there, and connect, and leave everyone better than you found them. Thanks for listening to The Art of Charm. Get more confidence, relationship skills, life hacks, and more at theartofcharmpodcast.com.